1: Welcome back to Game of Thrones 2 Electric Bukaloo. I'm your host, Anthony. This week, Steve and I cover the season finale of season 7. We say goodbye to Littlefinger. We find out that John won't lie to save his life or anyone else's life. That so we see John and Danny hook up. But most importantly, the Night King has a dragon and the wall has been breached. Here is my friend, comic Steve Osborne. Steve, I'm going to ask you a question about a scene that we've seen twice in Visions. All right. So this scene you may remember. It's the it's the throne room of the Iron Throne mm-hmm. at King's Landing, and it looks like either ashes falling because the cause the you know the the roof is gone, right. or it looks it could be either ash or snow, right? And here we are at the end of season seven. Do you have a sense
0: of which it is?
1: Of which it is, and which would like what? What would be the implications for either
0: one? Right. So I had always interpreted as Ash. Uh huh. Sure. um, Just because of that, sort of falls in line with the lore uh, of of what we had heard from you know, like the dragons and and, I mean, obviously the dragon being the the. The reason why we have this idea of uh, like that's how that's how Danny could potentially win, right? Right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and I think from a because I don't know a lot about the um, the meteorology of, of Westeros. I don't know how much snow King's Landing gets. So in order for it to be snow, I would it would have to be that winter's a bigger deal than we realize, or there's some other way to get snow there.
1: Um, well, we know that the Night King kind of brings winter with him, right? So, well,
0: yes, and I mean, I guess, but I've never seen him outside of where winter is. So I don't. know. Sure, that's true. So that's where I'm like, is it? Is it just a byproduct of like what he has access to? Like, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. but but so there So is,
1: you've always interpreted it as ash. I've always right?
0: interpreted it as ash, and now I have this. Like again, if I'm following my own path, I could be like, oh, that, that could be snow. Cause it's never made sense to me. But now, if I'm like, well, if then, if the Night King, at least he doesn't necessarily have to, to win, but at least if he, mm-hmm. if he, if he's there doing some damage, then that's certainly, th- this becomes the big fire and ice battle, right? Cause I, cause I, cause the visions from, from Melisandre was this. I think our assumption was, oh, well, this is going to be when everyone goes up north to fight. But like, what if it's, what if it's, uh, south that this fight goes? Because they because they've already breached the wall so who knows how, how much more south they can get before sure that fight takes place right yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. we already know that there's an element of cersei and and, and her armies that she's cuz what she's getting some um, like mercenary team or something from from uh, bravos is that what Yeah mean? the
1: gold, the golden company mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah yeah and so and my understanding if, if i'm tracking all that correctly is that's too kind of bold Gain a little ground while everybody else is distracted, and then whatever's left, they feel like they, Like it's t- one of two things, right? Either they're all going to lose to the Night King, and she's just like, "Well, we're just going to keep on doing this until we can't anymore," <laughs> or they'll defeat the Night King, and there'll be less to deal with. More than likely, because it seems like Jamie. I mean, Jamie's been very, very clear that uh, we can't beat um, Danny's army as is. We just can't. Um,
1: yeah that's and
0: true. you know between dragons and, and the dothraki you never seen anything like this so it, from a strategic standpoint from a battle standpoint it's so like cersei could be like hey we go fight these people and then we're gonna have to fight them again so we're like we could we're gonna lose people to, to to work with them and then we're probably gonna lose when they when it's you know when the timeout is is over so so this idea that like i mean i don't even know that i necessarily fault cersei's logic because um, I believe that she believes that this is a huge threat, and I think she also is like, yeah. And you know what? We're either going to die fighting them with them, or we can maybe just hope that they do it, and then we can and, and we'll get. Well, here's the
1: here's the trouble with her logic. I think if it, if it was two regular armies, it'd be like, well, let them bloody themselves each other. And once they bloodied each other, then we'll we'll face a, a weakened army, no matter who wins, right? Right. But the the weakness in that logic is that... If the Night if King the ni- wins,
0: he gets more people.
1: He, yeah, his army's just gotten tons bigger.
0: So. Yeah, I don't know how much of that she knows, because um, we haven't seen... Well, today, and I think... Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, and, I, and I also get the sense that she's like, look, they can win, and... Well, <laughs> I guess the thought is, is that she's like, look, if we go and it's a lost cause, then why die? what are we what are we going to do if we don't have enough to defeat this other army how yeah, yeah. much more helpful is our army going to be uh i don't i mean i don't know how much of this but i guess i guess i'm i find her position to be less not purely this you know one track minded i i still see it as a strategy
1: i've always thought that she was a bit short sighted but in her defense i guess you could say it's pretty rare for a cat, you know, you're you're in your fortified castle. Mm. There's, I mean, it, it should take a lot for you to want to go out and meet an enemy on the field, especially an enemy who's like outnumbers you and all that business. Yeah. So traditional war tactics would be like, yeah, let's just bunker up here. And see see if they can see if they can actually get there, you know, all the way south. But clearly Jamie has other, other Yeah, ideas.
0: and I mean I guess there is also the advantage too if you stay back and say, look, here's what here's what we know a little bit, right? We know that apparently dragonglass is a thing and fire is a thing. Let's just stay here and let's work on fire.
1: <laughs> well, the other thing about that is that yeah, no, that's 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 true. She's done well with wildfire in the past, right? Yeah. Um the other thing is that what One of her main assets is that she's friendly with Euron, who has boats. And if she needs to get out of town because right. everything gets zombified, then she could, you know, she can escape with
0: Euron. Or you're, a house, you're a houseboat person now. Uh,
1: yeah, why not? It, I mean, that's that's a really not a bad I mean, other than Euron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, you're not going to have Lord Baelish to kick around anymore.
0: No, it's a bittersweet thing, too, Um, because on one hand, it's like, all right. I think I mentioned this the last one. I was getting a little, I was getting fatigued and I, I don't know if it was fatigued mm-hmm. because of him, but just like,
1: well, he was presence. getting speaking roles. He he was great. Yeah. when he was just a face <laughs> in the corner of the room.
0: Yeah. He, well, he was just getting, well, yeah, because we, we were getting a lot and we realized you realize how uh, a little Lord Baelish goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so as he was getting more and more into the plot, you're like, you know what? I really like it when you're complicating things from a different place. <laughs> but when i have to watch you complicate things i'm like ah, <laughs> and then he just goes out like he, of course like i did like that you know on one hand i was like oh this is a little over the top when he's on the ground begging for mercy but at the same time there was that sense of like yeah no that's about right
1: well there it's really a magnificent scene i mean i've said i've talked a lot of shit about this actor but when he plays total, like, he's totally side-blinded and totally confused that he's actually the one on trial.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. He-
1: and he knows that there's no, like, he's playing every final card in his, that he thinks he has in the deck and nothing's working. That <laughs> is quite a scene. It's quite a scene. Because, number one, it's like, I think Sansa's fully realized at this point.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I think you're right. I think, and this is what I was, you know, kind of, you know, you're you're hoping for, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that was that's, it's. I think that's the moment where I think of the I think the last podcast. I think I was on record saying she she sucks. <laughs> and, well, uh, and
1: now you know it. Her ambiguity w- looks to be intentional now. I think.
0: Yeah. Or at. at even it or she's a late bloomer and it, it all paid off. I mean, like either way, yeah. it's it's. I think. Well, it,
1: the storyline doesn't science. work. The storyline for this particular season, I don't think, works if you it's know true. that Sansa's mature enough to make peace with Arya and vice versa. Right. No, the, like, you guess. don't. You don't get that reveal that actually these two are working together to work against Littlefinger, unless you legitimately question whether or not. Sansa is is doing right by her sister, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, no, I get that.
1: So, I I love the payoff. I think that this episode was was fantastic just for that reason, just to see Littlefinger go out like a punk. I, yeah, yeah. I, that was wonderful. I did think, I mean, there's a number of things that were quite awesome about this episode, and there was a lot of clunkiness. Mm. In this episode too, so I actually made a uh, a, a a little chart,
0: <laughs> a clunk chart, <laughs>
1: a clunk chart. So I'm going to tell you the things I thought were awesome on one side of the ledger first. Okay, yeah. uh, the the dragon pit scene, the, just the not actually the scene, but the build up to the dragon pit scene, uh, I thought was really well done. I thought that was nice. Uh, the little finger Sansa payoff was magnificent. The wall falling at the end of the episode—oh man, I, real good! It was. It was real. I I had forgotten. I had forgotten. I thought maybe that was a season eight thing. I thought there's no. Yeah, th- this episode is packed, and then they end it on that note. That there's just because the wall has been such a. Such an important set piece.
0: Well, the walls a narrative. given. It's just a given in the land. That's it's right. Oh man, it's good.
1: Some of the reunions I thought were good. You know, I thought Brienne and the Hound talking about Arya that was satisfying. And I and I did like John and Theon's showdown in the throne room because mm-hmm. I really I really like the sense that John probably is pretty still pretty pissed off at Theon.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And so. yet, you know, he's willing to find a, at least some a modicum of forgiveness. All right. Mm. So I liked all of those things. Here's our here's on my my clunky side. John's speech about how if enough people lie, then the truth doesn't mean anything anymore, and lies aren't going to help us defeat the Night King. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like lies are not going to help you defeat the. No one said that they were. Like actually, this is a situation where the lie actually might help you defeat the Night King.
0: Yeah, you're you've already yeah. Is the
1: Night King uh, like he's got a gas tank of falsehood? Like the more falsehoods in the world, the stronger he gets. I, I didn't like. Yeah,
0: that. I mean, okay, yeah, I get you. I, and I that was where I was feeling a little uh, that that's of all the things, this is probably the area that I had the most like. Okay, it's a little too Ned, too much Ned now.
1: Too much for, Ned
0: for a guy who so fully understands what's at stake that he's I mean, he's already jeopardized everything, right? He's jeopardized even his own potential, uh, you know, allies that he's, yeah. forged, right. You know, and, and he's, he's sort of made up some rules along the way and he's made some, he's made some choices that would, would, would run counter to this. This, well, is, what this he, is a
1: guy that as we've learned can lie pretty well when he's undercover, right? Sure. Sure. He's not, he, this is not fully Ned's, uh, you know, yeah. Ned's son or whatever this is. You this is a guy key. who can go undercover and Dude, lie to Mance Raider.
0: He went full, he went full uh, Donnie Brasco when it was time yeah. for CK Bonin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I, I really thought, so I liked the John Theon showdown, and then I really didn't like the Theon fight. Oh you didn't where, like that? Where his uh superpower is re- revealed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So you didn't you, you didn't think that was enough of a payoff?
1: I just thought, come on, man. This is such low hanging fruit. You, well, you in nice this case maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: uh I I didn't care. I still, cause I, <laughs> I think the problem. I, I think my issue is, is that I don't, I, I don't know how invested I am in in any more Theon adventure. That's
1: my point, and my point is that look, I don't, I feel like his plot has been resolved when he makes peace with the people. You know, the guy who who runs Winterfell. That mm-hmm. that's my feeling about Theon, because Ramsay's right. dead and his father's dead. And if he makes peace with John and he's made peace with Sansa, I kind of don't care about him anymore.
0: You know, like it could be you could have done it quicker too. For all I care, he goes in there. The guy's like, you know, you're. I don't follow you. And he kicks him in the balls once. Nothing happens. Then he just looks and then punches him or something. You know what I mean? Like just do that. that. Like I don't need a big drag out. And it's like, oh, well, here mm. comes the finishing move. Ha ha! That finishing move. That's the thing. Work on I guess
1: it. that's right. If you're gonna play that for a laugh, it probably works. But. It seemed like that they were playing that more for some sort of grand climax of yeah. his character arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, that- look now,
0: now he's he's used this awful thing to his advantage. Maybe this will come in handy a later. Like, no, yeah. I hope not. I mean, this I is
1: actually, see- you know, we actually should be thanking Ramsey for cutting his junk off because he he would have never gotten to this point without Ramsey.
0: The Lord of Lights works (laughs) in mysterious ways.
1: So okay, so here's something that's interesting that I think is interesting. So because John's little speech doesn't really make sense, like okay, so he's gonna he's gonna refuse to play the Game of Thrones and he's gonna do it at the worst possible time and it's gonna sort of negate all of the the horrible idea to go beyond the wall in the first place and capture a zombie. Mm-hmm. And everyone around John is like, What are you talking about? What are you doing? Like, you know Everybody. Are you an idiot? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because you- it just seems so out of place. A lot of fans were like, Oh, well, this is this has nothing to do with the story. This is a meta commentary on the 2016 election. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of fans were going that direction. They were say they John was not talking about you know lying to play the Game of Thrones uh, John was sort of doing a direct critique of a possible Trump administration Interesting. that's what a lot of a lot of people thought like eh, it's a little because it, be it needs to be something because
0: it needs <laughs> to be something
1: yeah like it seems so out of place that it was kind of like what are they doing yeah. is this are, are you are you talking to are you talking to Cersei? Are you talking to Trump? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Who's the line wasn't even part of the conversation in the first place, right? So I don't know. I mean, That's interesting. Who knows? Who knows what that was? But that again, it kind of gives you a little bit of a hint at like sometimes they they can they can get too cute.
0: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that yeah. And if it, if that's the case, then yes, that is too cute, right? Because you're actually interrupting uh, a story and a logical character arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to to make another point, which you again, you could probably find a way to make that point in another. You you could have made that yeah. point where it's like, look, like Tyrion could tell him flat out, look. You may be asked to swear your fealty to Cersei in this, like, like prep him beforehand, and he could be like, "Well, I won't lie to her." Like, you can have that be the tension where he just well, takes the side.
1: Well, either you bake in a character arc for John that has to do with the frailty of the realm because there's too many lies in the realm, right? So you mm-hmm. you got to start building that in from season one, and then that then this is the grand payoff, right? Like he's He's the guy that says, actually, lying is weakens us, it doesn't strengthen us, or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have him have that conversation with Littlefinger, whose lies are kind of what's holding all of the realm together and tearing it apart, depending on w- how Littlefinger is feeling that particular day, right? Right. So, you kind of juxtapose... John, who's the champion of truth, and Littlefinger, who's the champion of lies, and you have the good guy win—that would be another way to do it. To introduce it right at this moment, um, it just In all the st- when the stakes
0: work. are at their absolute highest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if there was ever a time where you could justify breaking a little bit of your own rules, it might be the very reason that, like, Cersei is probably kind of like, like at least at the at the moment, we get the mm-hmm. sense that she's willing to break even her own rules I and mean, her her ideology suggests quite the opposite and she's willing to stick because the threat's real she at least gives the illusion at that moment that that she's going to do that and so she lies but that's and i guess maybe that's the juxtaposition is that at the end of all this she ended up lying she broke her oath and right you know and, and then
1: well know, if that's the case then it could be that they're trying to do a ned parallel because it's like okay ned went south he couldn't get out of his own way because he had a sense of honor and Cersei ended up getting him in the end. Yeah. And then, okay. And then look what happens to John. Couldn't get out of his own way because of his own honor. And now Cersei's going to, you know,
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think, again, I think there's still a way to do it. You could still do that parallel, but not the delivery was this. The clunkiness, I think is probably Mm -hmm. the bigger issue. Right. And so, Clunky, I can deal with because I I think I can sort of wrap my head around the idea of him not getting in his own way and the idea that all of a sudden and and that actually kind of works for me to some degree because it's like look just because he's the, been the king of the north for a couple of episodes doesn't mean he's now got it all figured out. I mean, how long mm-hmm. has it taken for us to follow Sansa's journey here, right? And and while John, I mean, John's whole thing, I mean, he was going to do it. <laughs> he's been sort of frustratingly noble a lot, you know, on the wall and, uh, mm. uh, he wouldn't go help Stannis, even though he knew it was probably the right thing. It was like, nah. And then he had to be talked into fighting for his homeland. I mean, oh, the whole thing. Right. So it's like, but it is odd that this moment is the moment he chooses. Like, yeah, I know that this is probably the most important,
1: <laughs> worst day. possible moment.
0: I, I realize that I'm the one who's told everybody that we have to actually stop fighting because we're all going to die, and we need to stop this by any means necessary. However, there's one means <laughs> that you know, I've for,
1: for a show that's known, like for not even known, but like really kind of set the bar for political intrigue, right? Mm. Um. They do lean on the, the grandiose speech quite a bit.
0: Yeah. You true. know,
1: it's like it's every so often it's like you'll get something like yeah, this episode is great, in the sense that like little little fingers, little speech, like okay, sometimes I play a little game, I imagine people's worst motives, and then I look and see what they're doing, and then I think, how well does the worst possible scenario explain What they've said and done. That's a great Game of Thrones moment. Yeah. And and just just because there's like multi-layered narratives overlapping. It's like, okay, this has import for Arya. This has import for Sansa. It's just a great little Game of Thrones intrigue exposition. And you get a moment like that. And you think, man, this show is really, really great. Really great. And then... And then you, <laughs> and then you get a moment like Jon Snow's speech, and you're thinking, "Oh man, <laughs> how did the same writer do both of those things?"
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: John and Danny decide to take
0: a boat together. Yeah, I mean that should have been should have helped you.
1: Yeah. Okay, so they ha they hook up in the boat, mm-hmm. right? And then the camera kind of pans over to. Tyrion doing his best little finger mm-hmm. lurking e- expression. Yeah. What's going on in Tyrion's head? Like
0: this is wh- what he, I I got the sense that this is what he wanted.
1: Okay, all right.
0: I got the sense. Cuz when I first
1: saw lying, that I thought, he "Oh, like, he's jealous. He's in love with her and he's jealous."
0: Oh no, I didn't get that at all. I got that. I got a sense of like <sighs> it's all coming together.
1: Cuz he's not like rubbing his hands together no, but he gives I think anything.
0: he gives a bit of a smile, doesn't he? He gives sort of a, right. a a approving look, I guess, the sense anyone. All
1: right, I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe. I just All thought right. it was kind of creepy.
0: That... <laughs> also, you know, I mean, he's used to a certain amount of action. And at least being able to hear some action might might be cool. Yeah,
1: he, he hasn't gotten that action in a while,
0: actually. Right. So so big big moments, right? I mean, we have um I mean, it, it, and I will say this felt a little rushed too. the, the, the brand and, and Sam. Uh, hey, he's this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I totally read this. All right. Well, who's going to tell him? <laughs> um, but I, it, so, but there is this, like, again, I think what's happening is there's this sense of urgency, right? And, and it's, it goes, it goes two ways for me. One is like, yeah, I'm feeling the sense of urgency. We're building towards the end. Let's go. Um, let's see what's going to happen. But then there's also mm. the sense of urgency that feels like, yeah, we only have a few more of these, uh, so let's just push this quad along a little bit. So while this episode had a lot, yeah. it felt like it might have been too much for one episode. Sure, sure. Even though it was extended, just because there's a lot to like absorb and take in, like there's a lot of moments where you. And that's why I really appreciated the the ending sequence with the dragons. I feel like that l- allowed it to take a little time, as opposed to just showing up like they actually. You, you you got a chance to really soak in the devastation and what that and so I'm just the whole time going, my goodness, the entire yeah. the entire well, landscape the, of Westbrook yeah, yeah. is different now.
1: It's totally different. The wall the wall is as as much of a character in the show as any of the key characters, right? Yeah. Um
0: Well I, I want oh I do want to say this one thing. So yeah. seeing what the the Night King was able to do with the dragon. Yeah, uh, I I'm even more more in the camp of eh, that guy's got to end up on the throne. <laughs> like I, am, well, it's
1: one dragon against two, so you it's one dragon you know, against
0: that. two, sure, um, but it's it's just you got to give credit to the dead.
1: Well, here's the thing about that: he wasn't just able to use his magic blue ice fire or whatever it is. To topple the wall, it kind of made a nice little path. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to walk over rubble or anything. No. Because no, zombies yeah. don't ha- don't really high step. Right. You well, needed a yeah. nice, smooth path right at the base of that wall.
0: So so here's where I think I'm standing on this and, and why, like, for me, I'm not necessarily rooting for the night King. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a monster. But in terms of logic, uh, it seems really logical that, that, uh, and again, I don't, well, here's the, here's the I guess I stank her. I don't see him sitting on the throne because I don't see him as a throne guy. I don't see him because the throne represents mm. a certain political movement, and I don't see, mm. it, I just see it as sort of, he's just laying waste. Um, he's got to
1: sit somewhere sometimes, though, Steve.
0: Well, he says he yeah, got dragon. I mean, sure, he could sit on that throne. He could sit on, so I get this, this, it, like, this feeling for me and again then maybe i have a darker sensibility but that no matter what they do like the whole the whole story feels like a lesson Mm -hmm. um and it's like this whole we've done this the whole time where it's been like hey forget about the night king forget about them and then also it's like oh crap he's coming and it could feel like a little bit of like well this is too little too late there was a lot of human Mm -hmm. hubris and um and here we are you know here's the here's the dead coming and we're still we're still squabbling you know and and this episode ends with this there's still the sense of like
1: yeah it's well there's still the sense I mean there's still a lot of political stuff that they need to figure out right
0: right and then and and even now Cersei like hey we're gonna put everything aside to go fight this and then you get somebody who's like no I I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I can use this to my advantage Mm -hmm. and and that's that's the biggest ruse right it's the folly right where it's Mm -hmm. almost like You know what? I know I'm going to die. I'm going to keep playing this game until my last dying day. And the game, and as soon as I go to fight this thing, if I can't eat it, well, then who cares? I mean, why would I? Why would I? Why would I? If I want to fight, if I want to play the game till I die, why would I stop playing the game to go die? You know, like that's where I see that kind of an element of the Cersei uh, and the Jaime situation. And um, oh yeah, and and but there and there's so many other like little elements of of undeadness and referencing to the dead and you know, that which is dead will never die and all these different things right it's just like so I just feel yeah. like for me I, I, I'm i building up in, if I was in charge I'd be building up to a crescendo that I'm sure would make a lot of people sad.
1: So alright so John and Danny let's I'll talk a little bit about these guys so George Martin has talked about how sometimes he'll do a three stage reveal. So the first stage is kind of only for really savvy people that like can suss out clues, right? So he'll just drop a hint here and there, like you don't really know who John's mother is, right? <clears throat> and and we know that Robert was really keen to kill all the Targaryen kids, right? <clears throat> so it's not a it's not a reveal, but it's kind of like this little breadcrumb. Like if you're interested. You know, here's your first little hint. And then he'll do a second stage reveal where it's like, Oh my gosh. Uh John is, you know John's scene is cut together right after this Tower of Joy scene. And so most watchers will be like, Oh whoa! John John's actually a Targaryen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'll do like a third stage reveal where it's someone talking right to your face explaining to you exactly what that means like mm-hmm. his name is Aegon Targaryen he is the <laughs> right <laughs> he is the heir to the Iron Throne it's like the third stage for like hey dummy if you haven't gotten it already let me explain to you so that we're all on the same page going forward and I kind of feel like it's a pretty effective way to tell a story but when you get to the third stage don't belabor it you know do you know hit me over the head with a two by four, but move on to the next thing, yeah, yeah, so it could be that that's what they were doing that like, <clears throat> and most people already know this already, so let's not belabor the point, let's just kind of come out and say it and move move on or whatever,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, um,
1: but here's my question to you <clears throat> at this point, do you have a sense of what John and Danny's relationship is, not really? Like, like biologically? No,
0: I. I'm trying to figure that out, right? Because I understand.
1: So Rhaegar was supposed to be her older brother, which would make her his aunt. Yeah, his aunt. Okay. So, does that make you feel any differently about the sex scene on the boat?
0: Well, isn't I, I imagine it's supposed to, right? I mean, because I, I already got the sense that there's a there's a relation, I, and so I I I, I was I. I, and I didn't know what the relation was. So I just was like, mm-hmm. this isn't, this isn't See, this like- is. This is
1: what Game of Thrones has done to you, Steve. You've seen so much incest <laughs> that it's like... <laughs> like well, how eh, bad she's is She's probably weird. related to him somehow. Give yeah. me a
0: break. How bad is this incest, though? <laughs> no, so I did have the sense of like, I don't know, like, I don't know how related these two are. So I, I felt... So I think, and I, if that's what was supposed to be felt, I did feel very uncomfortable during the sex scene I'm like, oh no. Like, okay. That,
1: it was in the back of your head that thinking yeah, like yeah. these two are some kind of distant cousin or something.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I that's what I had said. Yeah, Heather's take was that they were distant cousins. I said, I think they could be cousins. I don't know how distant.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he he's he's her nephew. That that's gotcha. that's the
0: issue. That's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it there's re- something different about it. Like if it was an uncle, ugh. What if it's an aunt? Well, I think it notice is how I said aunt. I softened it. I don't. Yeah, I don't, you did. And I don't use that term. I use aunt. I have an aunt, but when it's yeah. you know when it's incestuous, I like I prefer aunt.
1: Yeah. No, it, there's there's <laughs> something old world charming about it when mm-hmm. you say aunt. Ah. I mean, is auntie worse or better? Oh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> Too familiar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's hard candy involved.
1: so knowing that (laughs) I think what they're going for and probably what Martin's going for here is some kind of weird Greek Oedipus thing where it's like these two people don't really know who each other are to each other and so they've stumbled onto this ironic tragedy you know they think they're in a comedy they actually live in a in a tragedy mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people didn't quite get that i think there were a lot of people that were just like yeah well it's not that big of a deal uh a lot of targaryens had incest in the past and uh it was just you know different culture. this is how it's done I'm thinking if that's the first scene of the show, you, that would be as jarring as Jamie and Cersei.
0: For sure. I think. 100%. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, so I do think it's a big deal. So to, to me, that's, and I actually, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's no uh, child getting burned for the Lord of Lights, great, but it's great in the sense <laughs> that it, uh, the show, like going back to that sense of like sense of urgency and trying to wrap things up and tidy things up, like, this certainly isn't tidy. Yeah. Right. And, and so, so I I feel like that's a it's a necessary it's more than a speed bump in my opinion I, and I don't know how it's going to be handled obviously but mm. I, I I do I do find myself very intrigued by this well you know you, you root for them to get together and then now you're like well in order for me to still do that <laughs> mm. I have to I have to be cool with some things real quick
1: yeah well we talked about the clunkiness before but the brilliance of the storytelling is not lost on me in that some fans are going to read it like a speed bump. Mm-hmm. And then some fans are going to be like, some fans are going to be more like you and think, Oh no, this is a huge complication. And I, I'm not sure what to think about this, how things are going to play out mm-hmm. at this point. Right. Right. Um, cause I think if it was any other story, these two would, fall in love and live happily ever after or something like that. Right. They die in each each other's arms or, you know, some sort
0: of. Yeah. As I've been trying to like piece together how this all sort of ends and how, you know, like, and again, I'm trying to piece together not only how I think it should end, how I think it will end. Yeah, yeah, um, Yeah. Because those are, Probably two separate things at this point, I would imagine, um, because I have yet to concoct an ending that I hate. <laughs> I because mean, I got, because I, and I, I think I may be looking at this too simplistically too. I might just be like, who ends up on the throne? Which of these would I have a problem with, right? Um, I mean, and like, I'm honestly like, I'm at the point now, I'm like, dude, if Hot Pies on the throne, I want a whole sequel series. Um, you know, again, I think we've already talked about, I mean, Game of Scones sounds amazing. Um, the, Game of
1: Scones. That's a wonderful T-shirt. By the
0: way, <laughs> I, I think that the concern is is like it's the challenge of investment is what I and I keep going back to. That's the most logical disappointment to me is I, I've I've invested this much time and energy, and then this is this is payoff after all this. Um, so I'm 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 trying to figure out if it is this. You know, again, I don't know what the problem is. Is it the problem of who? ends up on the throne, or however they resolve the throne issue, is it a issue of how we get there, is it the, uh-oh, it gets super clunky, uh-oh, there's too much fan service, uh-oh.
1: Or is I, I, it E, all of the above?
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's the other part, right? And, like, it's just an orgy Which of- Which just
1: of, seems, of, at, at the end of this episode, it seems impossible that would be the case, because For sure. even though it, this, this episode's clunky from time to time, it still has these- Wonderful moments.
0: And again, it finishes on a romantic complication that is like these it's it's pretty massive, right? I mean, it's a massive moment because here it is. We're like, it's a complication because they're getting together and you've been you kind of conditioned to root for it. So it feels like mm-hmm. this is your we're moving towards our happily ever after mm-hmm. coupling and <laughs> right out the gate. it's it's not it can't it just can't work the only way that that could work is if they just don't find out and even then that's a tough one to keep right
1: it's a tough secret to keep for sure uh, especially if, if Bran knows, because Bran has no filter anymore.
0: Well, Bran has zero bedside manner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bran, you'll be like, just out to coffee with Bran, and he'll be like, hey, by the way, I found out your great-grandfather was a Nazi. I, I just saw it in a vision. Yeah.
0: not a lot. I don't know how bad, but, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you wrestle with that.
1: Uh, on to the I next. Because I could have lived without that information, Bran.
0: Yeah, hey, Bran is now like a combination of Bruce Almighty and Rain Man. Ha, ha, ha,